0: Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. by that is it was because if I would have done that before with other people, it would have been like, well no, you gotta I would have come up with a, our daily bread and been like, so this is what we got and it's was the word of God going to be doing it through but you know what, this is what I'm going to share, so I'm going to share it's good because Dave's here and he asked me when we did that quick little, you I know mean, that was the worst ever, that little snippet practice thing that Jeff wanted to do two minutes you can't get nothing out turn in 20 minutes. Like, I've already used four minutes already. And they're just flapping my gums. So, today the day I get to go a little later. Um And, was something I wanted to say to you, too, was um, that uh, God does not call to qualify. He qualifies to call. And, you know, I just it, I just think about the disciples. Like, these are 12, I was going to say four, 12 teenagers that, well... If you think back to when you were a teenager, how qualified would you be? It had nothing to do with that. God had a calling, and He's going to qualify you as we go. So today, that's what I kind of want to talk about in a roundabout way: is our relationship with God. And I was like, "Hey, God, why? Why are you talking to me about this? Why?" Oh, and the way I kind of get ready for messages is, it's like God just puts a little. I grow to accept this that He talks to me as. Just get a word. And so when Jeff did that practice with us, and he said, it's an apple, I was like, oh, okay, sweet. It's like the Lord's talk to me right now. And Jill did a great job, and did, did a great job doing the and I said, well, I'll just finish this, because I knew Richard was down the line, and he would do the body, and, and you got to write, it. you got to do an essay, you've got to have an intro, you got to have a body, you got to have some jokes, and a closing, and, a, and an application. That's how you do it that. So I usually, like, if I get the application out, we're golden. And I said, okay, God, why are we talking about relationships? Am, am I struggling here? Is my relationship with you? Like, are we on some touchy ground right now? And so it's like, well, why don't you dig? Why don't I see? Oh, okay. I guess I got to do the work now. Like, this is ridiculous. But uh, what I found out in it is my relationship with God is different than everybody else. And that was such a refreshing um, revelation, I guess, that came to my mind and my heart. Because for so long I always felt like I gotta spend X amount of time in the Word, which I'm not saying is not important. But I have talked to people, how do you get into how do you get into God? Like how does God speak to you? Well, I read fourteen chapters. And that's how God speaks to me. I'm like, oh my goodness. I can't even read a pamphlet. Like, I hate reading. You no, know, no, I don't like to read. I say, hey, I can I read that book? It looks interesting. I get through the first chapter and Ashley finishes it and she tells me what happened. That's how I'm reading it. So it's like, okay, well, I don't do that. And then I've heard other people. Well, I get up at like 3 in the morning and I spend time with the Lord. I'm like, there's no way you're doing that. One, it's interrupting God's time with the Chinese, so I don't want to interfere with that. And two, it's, it's three in the morning. Like if I've had someone pray and say, you know, you're like the perfect candidate for uh, just an encounter with God, like just an angelic visitation. I said, Here okay, Mark, not between twelve and five because I won't shoot you thinking you're an intruder. Like, I, I am such a, you I'm not a great person. And I'm trying to change that. I actually have stories that, I mean, I didn't do that. You're making this up. And she's like, no, this is true. You almost tried to hit me thinking I was somebody else when I wasn't. Okay, so. But it's different. I feel my relationship with God where I get the most out of God is through music. And it's been really hard the last little while, is because we don't have a lot of Christian stations for radio in Cranberry. We don't have any. Exactly, my point. We do. Which channel? so that's what i say it's like an actual radio station because in my van i can't just stream music because it's a shared plan that we have at work and they, they get on you about that which it happens um so i'm like hey god how am i going to do this and we have been working up in uh Sparwood, which has been great hallelujah and now we have been able to take a vehicle up there and what's great is at the top of the mountain techs put a little booster up there so you can get radio stations from everywhere I can get Shine FM. I'm like, what? Turn so me to Shine FM and I get my fill. I'm sitting there during my lunch and my breaks and I'm just bawling. I'm like, this is so great. i get to go out the door and just, it's like, I feel like the Holy Spirit's just pouring out of that van right now all over the place. Like, this is awesome. I say, like, God, this is how you and I connect. This is how we see eye to eye. This is where I get my you know, go-go juice, as it were. I got talking about other people, and I like, I wonder how they, what their fill is with God. Uh, has anyone ever heard of Tim Tebow? Yeah. He was a football player. He did okay. I watched a little bit of him. And, did you ever watch any of the Richard? Yeah. He was good when he did NCAA. Like, he did really good. Really good. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of things by himself when he came up, and it was really heartbreaking to see this great kid all of a sudden turn into the whipping boy, it seems, of the NFL. Because he was the guy that always went down down, like this, and he would do that. Because he was praying. He would always, before every game, he would pray and say, God, I don't want to get hurt, and I want to at least do well. So eventually, it got very political, and so on and so forth. And then Tim kind of came back on the scene and said, hey, I want to do baseball. Oh, hell, cool. so he's going to do baseball. He didn't make the big roster, so he went down to the farm team. And the farm He wasn't good enough for the farm team, so the farm team said, so were going to send you to the farm team's farm team. So he got sent down to the farm team's farm team. So he's kind of just there. But what's really cool about Tanteable is he's very, very, very loud about his faith. There's no denying that he's a Christian, that he loves Jesus. And I said, okay, that's cool. One time, when he was at a a game down in Arizona, there was a man that had a seizure, dropped to the ground. Tebow was signing autographs at the end of it. And he saw this happen. He rushed over to this man, put his hand over the barrier, laid hands on him, and he prayed for him. And the man instantly started breathing and woke up. And his seizure just stopped. And it, what made that so unreal and miraculous is the fact that there was like ABC News was there, Fox News was there, and they said, this one lady reported and said, the guy wasn't breathing, all of a sudden he woke up and boom, he was okay. So I was like, I wonder what Tim does. Because he's always in the spotlight. He's always, like he, he, it's, you can't go anywhere down there without seeing him. But it's like, Ash challenged me and said, but that's not your walk. That's his walk. Because I was like, with the same HTML and I, and I'm like, it's not fair. Look at what he's doing. No, this happened to and so on and so forth. So she said, whoa, it's different. Your relationship with God is your own personal walk. It's how you walk that out. And it's not for you to be jealous of somebody else. So as I was having this pity party, Ash... He snapped me out of it and said, okay, here you go. And it was a reminder of two Fridays ago, I got to share a little bit of my testimony with a co-worker. He said to me, drink, guy. He said to me, Dan, you're a preacher, right? I said, yeah, yeah I give the word of God, so on and so forth. He's like, but you drink? He's like, yeah, I don't get drunk. I enjoy a, a few brew every once in a while. He says, and you swear. I said, because ouch sometimes doesn't cut it when I hit my finger. Like, it really hurts. I get pinched in the board, or I got a—I had a fan cut my hand up pretty good, so that hurt really hurt a lot. But it happens. He said, "So what's the deal?" And I was like, "Boom! This is where I get to shine." It's because I have a relationship with God. He's like, "But you're not perfect." He's like, "Exactly, I'm not perfect. God's the perfect one in this relationship. I am trying to be like Him. I want to be like Him." and he looked at me, just kind of puzzled was like, okay. I said, because you're looking at it out of a religious standpoint, that I'm doing this because I have to. I'm following after God because I want to. Because it's a heart thing. It's not a, I'm doing this out of duty. I'm doing this because I want to. I love God. Am I perfect? No. Am I perfect in my marriage? I think I am. I have to tell you the truth. But the thing is is we still love each other. Some of you aren't perfect in your relationship, but you still love each other. You get through it, you 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 work together as a team, as a unit. (laughs) (laughs) but But that's what it is. It's relational. It's not out of I have to do this. And I want to say it's because I love God. And then after he looked at me, he's like, you know what, that's a really good answer. So, yes, it is. He said, thank you for sharing that. said, no problem. But that's where I'm at. God has called me to be an evangelist. I perfect at it? Oh, heck no. Do I miss a lot of opportunities? Absolutely I do. Do I actually get scared sometimes talking to people about it? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, one, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. I'm afraid this is going to happen. But if they bring it up? Oh, yeah, I'm there. But now I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I don't know who Peter is, right? Yeah, his name rings a bell. He's a bell. He was one of the disciples of Jesus that followed him. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church upon you. How was his relationship with Jesus? What's that? Yeah, he made a lot of mistakes. He had foot and disease, really bad. Um, but here's what's encouraging about it. If uh, you can I turn to John 18, please. We're going to go to uh, verse 15. I like using Peter when I feel like my relationship with God's kind of struggling. Because Peter, he, uh, well, he denied Jesus three times. And he, he saw Jesus do so many miraculous things. He was there at the feeding of 5,000. He was there when leopards were healed. He was there when Lazarus uh, was raised from the dead. He, was, he saw God in motion. he he was actually able to touch Jesus and be with them. John 18, yeah. I'm ahead of myself on my Bible here. When you're there, it says, Simon Peter was following Jesus, and so was another disciple. Another disciple was known to the high priest and entered into Jesus' court of the high priest. Jesus was standing at the door outside. So other disciples, it was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the doorkeeper and brought Peter in. Uh, the slave girl who kept the door said to Peter, Are you not the one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I'm not. Now the slaves and the officer were standing there having made a charcoal fire. for it was cold and they were warming themselves up and Peter was also with them standing warming himself up. Let's skip down to the uh, Verse 25, Now Peter was standing and warning of himself. But so they said to him, Hey, are you not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I'm not. One of the slaves of the high priest, being a relative of the one who, ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not sit here at the garden with him? Peter denied it and did. Again, and immediately, a rooster crowed. But Peter was caught. Every time there. Even the person who's ear was chopped off said, wait a minute, you're not to forget the person that cuts an ear off. Like, you're going to know. Like, I told him, Russ, you cut my ear off, man. Like, I'm never going to forget you. Like, that yeah, is close quarters. And Peter said, Well, yeah, that wasn't me, man. I was going about you. You pulled the sword out, and it's, and my ear dropped to the ground, and then Jesus the there picked it up and put it on the head. I don't forget. But Peter said it wasn't me. That was my twin brother. It was Simon. Yeah, yeah, there, that's him. Don't be a weirdo. Just just own it. But he denied Jesus three times. And it's like, okay, this is the person that Jesus said, I'm going to build my church on. And Jesus knew this was going to happen. And he wasn't like, "Well, Peter, later down the road, you're going to deny me. So just get away." Now he doesn't do that because it's about relationship. It's about bringing us to him and building a relationship. I mean, this is more. When I got thinking, if the disciples back then were walking with Jesus and, t- and taking part in His ministry, how because they didn't have the Bible, maybe? No, that's not true. They were working it out. They got to be with him. And it's, today, that's what we have. We have the Bible to tell us things. We, to show us what happened. We have great teachers that tell us things and what went on. And it's like, sometimes I feel like we're better off today than we were then. Are we and aren't we? God's still living. We just saw it with random. He's still healing. It's not that Jesus himself is right oh, here. It's the Holy Spirit. It's taken, and the Holy Spirit says, Hey, I want to have that relationship with you. I want to work through you, like you did with Rhiannon. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's huge. But the Holy Spirit took her and said, You know what? I'm going to use your words to heal Randy. So it wasn't about reading their Bibles consistently or saying, I'm going to read 14 chapters. They lived life with Jesus. The Bible doesn't make mention of how they lived life together. I always Like, to add things in there. Like, maybe they, you know, went fishing for fun. Not, they didn't work. Maybe Jesus told them jokes. Maybe they did other things like you would do in a normal relationship. Because I've always wondered how then did Jesus get to build a relationship with them? He didn't just go like, it. taking it from the Bible's perspective, it wasn't like, oh, he healed. And they're like, man, like totally understand each other on such a great playing field like does that make sense like i just don't hang out with someone and then they do something like amazing and i'm like man you totally just were there like we're best friends get that for life man No, you have to spend time with that person yesterday i went over to jeff's house because we haven't actually hung out for a while like last Sunday, we went out shooting, and it was kind of miserable. It was really bad to go, but man, we got a sweet new shotgun, and that thing was fun. That was awesome. But the thing is, is we spent time with each other. We're, we're building a relationship. We're getting to know each other. It's not where maybe Roger and Jeff are, and that's okay. That's totally fine. But we're building upon it. We're working on it. It's it's how how we communicate. How we in, uh, interact with each other. Uh, and I, I don't know why I take notes. Because I just like flip-flop through them all, all the time. How did Jesus get to know him? Yes, I know. We read them doing ministry together all the time. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. That, that's a good point. I'm going to mention that actually. Thank you, Lord. A good, have you ever thought about Judas? in all this Jesus picked him he was out of 12 right let me know if I'm wrong but I think I'm right Jesus still picked him said hey I want you to be in charge of the money even though I know at the end you're going to be the one that's going to betray me Jesus still said I want to have a relationship with you Judas and Judas took part in most true time did he not I read, i'm going to read a verse to you matthew 10 i want to read and i'm changing it a bit so i'm just warning you right now so nobody can say that's heresy because it's not but it is so just don't worry about it we'll talk about it later So matthew ten one, jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness except for judas because he knew he would betray jesus how good would that be if that was in Scripture? He gave the twelve that, minus Judas, because he knew Judas wasn't going to, you know, follow through with this and eventually hang himself, and that's it. No, that God's about a relationship. So when I read that, I said it's not the fact that I am not in relational with God that God's not giving up on me and says hey we should hang out, hey we should hang out hey we should hang out, he's not giving up on me whenever I get those little pricks hey, you want to hang out? yeah, it's like a text message or a phone call you want to hang out with someone, what do you do? you sit by the phone and I really hope I really hope that he calls me Mm. I've been sitting by the phone for four days now I really hope he calls me this is good and now we're we a weekend. He still hasn't called me. Pick up the phone, it works both ways. Give him a little jingle. Say, hey, do you want to hang out? That's what God's doing when we get that moment of, are we doing okay? Yeah, you're doing great. God wants to hang out. He wants to know what's going on. And God is all-knowing. He still wants to build a relationship. He still wants that skin-to-skin on the relationship. Whatever the disciples did with Jesus, they did things that were interactive. That they got to see Jesus be not just God but also the person and build that relationship. And they communicated with each and every one of them in a way that they knew Jesus loved them. The way I communicate with Ashley, I wouldn't communicate with anyone else because I'd get in big trouble. But I do love you guys it's different than I love my spouse and that's okay hmm. Yeah. so in all this I was just, it's not that we're doing there's no right or wrong way on how we have a relationship with God you read your bible Read fourteen chapters, or you're like, I have read the New Testament fourteen thousand times this year. Hey, good on you, really good on you. And now I'm reading it backwards. Okay, that's weird, but good on you too. But the thing is, is the way you interact with God is through praise and worship, through reading, through journaling. I don't understand journaling at all. Like, write your thoughts out. What does that mean? That is, my mom was a journal queen. Like, you you got it. What's that? Because she was probably from the generation you are, and then writing is so important. That's how you guys. That was the text message, (laughs) eh? Even then, I don't take notes on my phone. Actually, it's like I could type the letter "el," but I don't want to. Don't be ashamed of how you and God hang out. There's no right or wrong to it. And I know there's there's thousands of books on like spiritual discipline and so on and so forth. I've had to read them because it was for Marx. That's, that's the only time I've actually kind of completed a book. Shut up. I tried. I tried. Get behind me. I tried. But there's, there's no right or wrong. It's how's your relationship with God? How does God speak to you? How does He speak to you? Hold on to it. Take hold of it. And remember, that was the most encouraging thing ever. Is how does God speak to Dan? Hold on to that and say, I'm going to get to that place, and I'm going to keep doing it. Do I read my Bible? Yeah, I do read my Bible. Do I think it's important to have it? Absolutely. Have I have I read it in a year? No. no. Oh, but one day I will finish a chapter, a book in the Bible. I've even tried, you know, I've even tried the smallest books ever. Oh man, I don't know what it is, but pray for me, please. I, I do want to try reading. But um, yeah. Think, does that make sense? I just really felt like that's where God wants us—is that relationship with Him again? You know, maybe this morning God is calling you. He's ringing your phone. Saying, hey, what's going on? Pick it up. We haven't talked in a while. That's okay. I'm going to continue to chase after you. I'm going to keep phoning. I'm going to keep phoning until you pick up. God's patient. He's so patient. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that he is. And it's this morning of the day where it's like, you know what, Yeah. Let's get back to listening to worship music. Let's get back to reading. Let's get back to journaling. Because you know, you're going to be amazed what God's going to do. Because the way that we can continue to walk in his power is we got to continue to know it and, and see it. And be connected to the source. Because I always say that being a Christian is not a one-person sport. We need all the help we can get. And that's so why I so appreciated when Jeff brought up people who were have the the gift of intercessory and just our intercessors here and just our whole church family, we stand beside each other, how we we walk with each other, that we're not alone, that we are the body, that if, you know, someone doesn't show up on Sunday, you know what, it's not a big deal. We continue to love that person and press in. Because it's not about your attendance. Where's you at? How you doing? You okay? We want to love you. We want to pray with you. We want to lift you up. You know, if God kept it in attendance, that would be horrible. Man, I don't, I, uh, anyways, that's for another day. We'll smell know the stuff, the lunch, we'll go wrap it up there. Anyways, let's stand, let's pray. Do you have a ministry team today? You It's just right? Right on. There is, oh, oh, the Holy Ghost, you going to pray for all of you. Well, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for giving Thank you for my fam jam. God, I just love them with all my heart, and I thank you that um, we can come together and worship you, God. God, I thank you for that, that freedom to do that, and thank you for the freedom that we find in you, Lord. And God, we just want to continue to build upon that relationship that you belong with us, and that, that you don't give up on God, even if you have little moments and us in our lives, God. God, I thank you that you... Never give up. Thank you that um, you're there fighting our battles with us. Right? That we're not alone. Praise you and worship you. Jesus' name, amen. All right. We need prayer. These guys are going to... Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today